Well, hello and welcome to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us on our occasional trip around the jazz universe and into the cobwebby corners of jazz recorded history. Today, we're going to be listening to some, in fact, most of the music that was recorded under the name of Eddie Lang, the great guitar player. Uh, Eddie Lang was born in 1902 in Philadelphia. He was the son of Italian immigrants. Um, his real name, given name, was Salvatore Massaro, I think. And uh, he was raised in a very traditional Italian family. He learned uh, solfeggio before he learned instrumental technique. He started on, I think, mandolin and went to banjo. He played violin as well. But by the middle 1920s, he had switched more or less permanently to guitar. Uh, he had... Uh, Early on, hooked up with the violinist Giovanuti, who was a contemporary of his uh, in Philadelphia, and they did quite a few recordings together. We did a radio show that will be coming up in a little while of uh, tunes that they did backing vocalists, and we're probably going to have another show coming up of things under uh, Giovanuti's name, but that will be a little bit later. As I said, by the mid-twenties, Eddie Lang had switched to guitar, and he became probably the foremost guitarist in uh, the first period of jazz-recorded history. Some of the uh, black guitarists from New Orleans, people like Johnny St. Cyr and Bud Scott, had made names for themselves uh, in the 1910s and early 20s, some of the first jazz recordings. And by the middle to late 1920s, Lonnie Johnson uh, from New Orleans, by way of St. Louis, had uh, become quite a, an influence as well. And he and Lang made a number of recordings together, and we've uh, played some of those on, an, on a Lonnie Johnson program in the past. So we're going to be listening to music recorded between 1927 and 1933, I believe. Uh, Eddie Lang died quite young in 1934. He had gone in for a tonsillectomy. He was, at the time, Bing Crosby's accompanist, and he even appeared in a film with him and uh, had a nagging throat problem that uh, was taken care would have been taken care of by a tonsillectomy, but it did not go well, and it went into some kind of sepsis, and he died uh, very shortly after that. Big tragedy for jazz and American popular music. Fortunately, though, he recorded quite frequently uh, in the 10 years or so before that. He started recording with the Mound City Blues Blowers, Red McKenzie's band. Uh, at some point, we're going to be doing some Red McKenzie as well. Uh, he and Venuti were a team that were often hired in tandem by bands, such as Gene Golkett's band, also Paul Whiteman's band, uh, to come in and liven up recordings, as well as to play in the, uh, in the sections. Uh, Lang had such a musical memory he was uh, renowned for uh, basically memorizing the whole Paul Whiteman library, which was pretty extensive, and those arrangements that Whiteman used were pretty uh, intense and pretty complicated, but Lang had basically committed it all to memory, except for a couple of little things he kept written on a 3x5 card in his shirt pocket, and that was uh, the extent of the guitar book of the Paul Whiteman band for a while anyway. So we're going to start out with three tunes that were recorded in 1929, and uh, these were done by Eddie Lang and his orchestra. Many of the recordings we're going to hear are by very small groups, just duos or trios, sometimes in a couple of cases just Eddie Lang by himself. But this was a, uh, a hot jazz orchestra that featured Leo McConville on trumpet and the Dorsey Brothers, Tommy on trombone, possibly on second trumpet, Jimmy Dorsey on clarinet and alto, Art Shutt on piano, Joe Tarto on bass, and Stan King on drums, along with Eddie Lang. And the full rhythm section here gives Lang a lot more freedom in what he uh, could do or wanted to do. He wasn't responsible for keeping the bass line or the chords going. He had other people to do that. At any rate, these were recorded for OK Records in May, May 22nd of 19. 
1929. And the three tunes from this session that we're going to hear are Bugle Call Rag, Freeze and Melt, and Hot Heels. Three uh, very hot uh, jazz tunes from that period. Then we're going to go to a uh, tune uh, that uh, is classical in origin. Uh, it was the Rachmaninoff Prelude. And uh, this was recorded in May of 1927, just Eddie Lang by himself. This is the only tune that was recorded at this session, so presumably it took a while to get down. It's a, really kind of a tour de force for solo guitar. Then we're going to end up that uh, set with a tune by Lang and pianist Frank Signorelli called The Melody Man's Dream. And this will feature the two of them, Eddie Lang on guitar and Frank Signorelli on piano. And this is from October of 1927. So this is the beginning of our Eddie Lang tribute today. The Eddie Lang Orchestra, Bugle Call Rag, Freeze and Melt and Hot Heels, Eddie Lang guitar solo on uh, the Rachmaninoff Prelude, and Eddie Lang and Frank Signorelli on The Melody Man's Dream.
That was Eddie Lang and his orchestra on the first three numbers that we just heard. Bugle Call Rag, Freeze and Melt, and Hot Heels. All done for OK Records in May, May 22nd of 1929. And we heard Liam McConville on trumpet. Uh, He took the sort of Bix Beiderbecke-like solo on Bugle Call Rag. And then we heard a clarinet solo by Jimmy Dorsey. Uh, Piano by Art Shutt, who was a very popular pianist at that time. Uh, He's been largely forgotten today, which is too bad. Good stylist there. And then a Tommy Dorsey trombone solo. And then on the way out, we heard a very brash and... Uh, messy trumpet solo in the Louis Armstrong style uh, by Tommy Dorsey. He switched over to that. He was much more abandoned in his trumpet playing than he was in his trombone playing. Also, of course, we heard Eddie Lang playing marvelous guitar in there. Joe Tardo playing slap bass. Uh, He also was an excellent tuba player, but here had switched to bass. And Stan King on drums. Uh, that was Bugle Call Rag. Freeze and Melt was the Fields and McHugh tune. Heard some good solos all around. And then we heard Hot Heels, which was kind of an ostinato uh, one-chord piece for much of the soloing. Uh, we heard some good Jimmy Dorsey in there, but it was largely given over to Tommy Dorsey on trumpet again, kind of doing a Louis Armstrong thing with a little trick towards the end. He went for a high note, and it was a spectacularly high note on trumpet, except I don't believe it was the trumpet. I think it was Jimmy Dorsey poking in a clarinet note. It was probably prearranged, and uh, he hit a note well above where the trumpet range was at that point, and it uh, just worked out. So that was Hot Heels. Then, in a completely different uh, mood, we heard an Eddie Lang guitar solo, uh, an arrangement of the Rachmaninoff prelude in C-sharp minor. That was solo guitar, as I said, done on May 26th of 1927. Then finished up with a duet, Eddie Lang on guitar, Frank Signorelli on piano on October 21st of 1927, on a tune that they cooked up together called The Melody Man's Dream, based on the chord changes, for the most part, of Sweet Georgia Brown. So we're going to move on right now to uh, the first recording that Eddie Lang made under his own name. He had been recording quite a bit before that with Joe Venuti and others, but this was his first solo piece, and here it is done by Eddie Lang and Art Shutt on piano from April of 1927. We're going to hear Eddie's Twister, kind of a a pop ABA tune. Uh, We get to hear a little bit of uh, Lang's blues influence here and there. He was uh, a remarkably good blues guitarist for a white Italian uh, son of immigrants raised in Philadelphia and classically trained. He had an ear for the blues, as as I said. Those marvelous recordings he made with Lonnie Johnson really show how compatible they were and how uh, effortlessly they could blend their styles. After Eddie's Twister, we're going to hear another solo, and this is a beautiful waltz called Janine I Dream of Lilac Time, and this was a tune that uh, Eddie Lang recorded twice in September of 1928, once with... um, Eva Taylor, who was uh, Clarence Williams' wife, but this is the solo version, solo guitar, and a really lovely arrangement of this, Eddie Lang and Janine. Then, from the same session, we're going to hear I'll Never Be the Same, which originally was called uh, Little Buttercup. Uh, it was written by Frank Signorelli, Gus Kahn, and Matty Malneck, and uh, when the, the words were added, I guess it was probably Gus Kahn who did that, it became known as I'll Never Be the Same. It became a bit of a jazz standard. It actually had a renaissance in the 1950s and 60s. Uh, Louis Armstrong, Ella Fitzgerald, uh, quite a few other players recorded it at that point. And uh, as I said, that uh, recording was done with uh, Eddie Lang on guitar and um, 
all by himself, I should say. Really, it was just him and Frank Signorelli. He had subbed in on that date because Art Shutt, I believe, was the pianist for the band sides that were recorded on that same date. But Frank Signorelli came in to do his own composition. Then we're going to end up with two sides that were done under the name of Blind Willie Dunn. Now, when Lang recorded with Lonnie Johnson, it was called usually Lonnie Johnson and Blind Willie Dunn to cover up Eddie Lang's uh, identity and possibly race as well. Uh, for whatever reason, these two sides were released under that name. No Lonnie Johnson here, but... Um, gives you an idea of, of some of the more bluesy influence. And we're going to first hear the Church Street Sabin Blues, followed by the standard tune, There'll Be Some Changes Made, composed by the uh, black comic Billy Higgins uh, in the 1920s. And these two tunes, in addition to Blind Willie Dunn, a.k.a. Eddie Lang on guitar, will have Frank Signorelli on piano and some auxiliary percussion, you'd have to say, by the producer of the session, Justin Ring, who was a uh, band leader and uh, drummer in his own right. So those are our five tunes for this set. Eddie Lang doing Eddie's Twister, Janine I Dream of Lilac Time and I'll Never Be the Same, and then, under the name of Blind Willie Dunn, the Church Street Sobbin' Blues, and there'll be some changes made.
So that was some excellent Eddie Lang chamber jazz for you right there. We started out with Eddie's Twister, his first recording under his own name, done for OK Records in April of 1927 with Art Shut on piano. Then we went to that lovely solo version of Janine, I Dream of Twilight Time, that waltz um, that... He did almost in a classical style. There's some other pieces that he did we're not listening to that are, are more along the lines of, uh, I wouldn't say classical, but maybe just old world waltzes, um, some really lovely pieces as well. So maybe at some point we'll get to those. So Janine was from September 27th of 1928, as was the next tune, I'll Never Be the Same, uh, done with Eddie Lang and the addition of Frank Signorelli on piano. Uh, and um, that's about it right there. So Frank Signorelli and Eddie Lang. Then we went to um, the two tunes that were done by Blind Willie Dunn, or accredited to Blind Willie Dunn, who was, of course, Eddie Lang. A blues tune called the Church Street Sobbin' Blues. Had some affinity with the later blues tune, the Mecca Flats Blues, melodically. That was done as Blind Willie Dunn on guitar, Frank Signorelli on piano, and probably Justin Ring playing the various percussion and chimes effects. J Justin Ringlebein was his name, and he was a, a, a recording director for OK for many years. Before that, he'd worked uh, in the, in the pre-jazz era also for uh, OK Records. He had a very long and interesting career. And we finished up from the same set with, or from the same session, I should say, with the classic tune, There'll Be Some Changes Made, done very slow and with a very classical Spanish-sounding introduction. Uh, Eddie Lang was really renowned for his guitar technique. It uh, is intriguing to think what he might have done if he had lived into the swing era and where, where he would have gone from that point. So we're going to do one more set for you of Eddie Lang. We're going to start out with another uh, solo piece. This is a tune called A Little Love, A Little Kiss from June 9th of 1927. Again, just Eddie Lang. Then we're going to go to two of his last recordings that were done in duet. Uh, they were done on uh, January 15th of 1932. They weren't really his last recordings. He lived another year or so after that, year and a half. But these are, uh, I believe, the last under his own name. And they were done with his uh, mentee, I guess, one of uh, the guitarists who really took Eddie Lang as an influence, Carl Kress. And the two of them uh, will do two tunes, interesting performances of tunes called Pickin' My Way and uh, Feeling My Way. So not really melodically all that exciting, but some interesting interplay between the two guitars. Then we're going to go back to those band sides. We have two more band sides, uh, Eddie Lang and his orchestra, and these were done in October of 1929, and I think I've played both of these on previous programs, a, a program devoted to the work of Hoagie Carmichael, who plays piano on this and who also, I think, plays a cornet solo at one point and even uh, contributed one song and one arrangement, which is the first one we're going to hear, called The March of the Hoodlums. And uh, following that, we're going to hear Shelton Brooks' tune from... Uh, uh, the previous decade, Walkin' the Dog, both good swing performances, and we're going to hear on this Andy Sechrist and Charlie Margulis on trumpet, Bill Rank on trombone, in the saxophone section, Bernard Daly and Charlie Strickfadden on altos, Izzy Friedman on clarinet and tenor sax, Henry Whiteman on violin, Hoagie Carmichael on piano and Celesta, Mike Traficanti on bass, and George Marsh on drums. He's, this is sort of a, an offshoot of the Paul Whiteman band of the time. And uh, you'll hear an arrangement or arrangements that they may well have done in the Whiteman band of March of the Hoodlums and Walk in the Dark. So those are our tunes for this final Eddie Lang set. A Little Love, A Little Kiss, Pickin' My Way, Feelin' My Way, The March of the Hoodlums, and Walk in the Dog. Mm -hmm. 
So we have both ends of the jazz spectrum there. We started out with a very reflective, almost classical arrangement of A Little Love, A Little Kiss, Eddie Lang, by himself, solo guitar, May of 1927. Then went with two guitar duets from 1932, January of 1932, Eddie Lang and Carl Kress, Pickin' My Way and Feelin' My Way. Very interesting interplay. Carl Kress was one of... uh, uh, Lang's most uh, accomplished disciples at the time, and he had his own career going almost simultaneously. He also died somewhat young. Um, interesting players and uh, reading each other's mind in those cases. Then we ended up with those two recordings uh, done by Eddie Lang and his orchestra from October of 1929. Uh, all of these were from OK Records, except Pickin' and Feelin' My Way, which were both from Brunswick. So the Eddie Lang orchestra tunes were The March of the Hoodlums, the uh, Hoagie Carmichael tune, and Walkin' the Dog. And I believe those arrangements were both by Hoagie Carmichael. And we heard Andy Sechrist playing the Bix Beiderbeck like solos on the cornet, Bill Rank on trombone, Charlie Margulis played lead trumpet, I guess. On the saxophones, we had Charlie Strickfadden and Bernard Daly on altos, Izzy Friedman playing the clarinet solos and tenor sax, Henry Whiteman on violin, Hoagie Carmichael on piano, uh, Eddie Lang on guitar, taking a nice little quiet solo on Walking the Dog, uh, along with the bowed bass of Mike Traficanti and George Marsh on drums. So I hope you've enjoyed this Eddie Lang program for today. Some interesting and not terribly often heard music anymore. Very well done, very well conceived and beautifully executed. Eddie Lang was, a, as we said, a superior guitar player, and who knows where he might have gone with that after, or if he had not passed away so young in 1934. So you've been listening to the Jazz Focus. Hope you've enjoyed this program. My name is John Clark, and uh, if you'd like to sponsor us, please do so. We'd love to get some more members of the family. We have, oh, about 300 podcasts up here between uh, things done specifically for this station and uh, shows I do on WETF uh, of South Bend, Indiana. So all of those are there. We're going into our third year of podcasts right now. Uh, So hope you've been enjoying these and might consider sponsoring us. So until we meet again, I'll see you on the other side.